Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Thy Strong Word. I'm Pastor A.J. Espinosa. We're reading the entire Bible together, book by book, chapter by chapter. And we're looking at Mark chapter 4, this time for real. <laughs> Mark chapter 4. Uh, I kind of already introduced the book yesterday. I was just really eager to, to get there. We looked at Psalm 107, though. It took a little break from looking at the Gospel of Mark. But we saw that there was actually a pretty cool connection there at the end of the psalm. Uh, there in 107, you just think to yourself, there's no way that Mark could have written what he did without thinking about those words. We saw there at the end of Psalm 107, those different groups of people who were in different places there. And then in that final group there at the end of the psalm, right, it says there, he made the storm be still and the waves of the sea were hushed. Then they were glad that the waters were quiet and he brought them to their desired haven. No, that's not from Mark 4. That's from Psalm 107. So really crazy connection that we had. Didn't even plan that. But here, yeah, we are looking at Mark 4. You've got a number of parables. And then, yeah, the calming of the storm by our Lord Jesus Christ. So uh, really a lot going on in this chapter. Won't say anything more about it. Uh, let's just go ahead and introduce our guest here. We have joining us again, Pastor John Lekumski from Southern Illinois, also wrestling with the basics co-host here on KFUO, Saturdays, 9 a.m. Central Time. Good morning, brother. Good to have you with us again, although the forces of darkness seem to always try to prevent this from happening. By God's grace, <laughs> we press on and connect somehow, some way, by hook or by crook. So good to have you this morning. Yeah, yeah, good to be. Uh, we're, we're back home now and in our own little house here in the Raisins and things have settled down. My health is getting better. In fact, I think this Friday, they're going to officially allow me to go back and do heavy lifting. <laughs> there you go. Sure if that's a good thing or not. I'm thinking, Doc, really, seriously, maybe I need another few months of no heavy lifting. But no, no, he said, as of the 15th, <laughs> I'm going to start taking out the trash again. So there you go. <laughs> Well, yeah, you know, I mean, you just, uh, you're, you're not really living unless you're lifting heavy objects, right? I mean. <laughs> well, I've survived the last two months without it, AJ. <laughs> You'd be surprised, especially if someone else to do the heavy lifting for you. But, uh, oh, goodness. Yeah, yeah, very good. Well. Yeah, very well, very good. Thank you for the update. Uh, yeah, I've been praying for you, brother. So that's an answer to prayer that you keep moving in the right direction. And yeah, yeah, and uh, so hopefully that just means that you're that you're more prepared and raring to go than ever to look at this chapter. Because so we're going to have to go at a kind of crazy speed to get through these gospel chapters. There's just so many things going on. You got all these parables. I mean, you could just take the whole session and just talk about the parable of the mustard seed. But here we're going to do like, you know, four or five parables here and the calming of the storm. Yes, all together, which is strange, isn't it, that, that he sticks? Well, of course, he didn't stick it in. He didn't make the chapter divisions. But whoever put it together that they would stick that, that powerful story at the end of all these parables. Well, we'll see if there's some reason for that, too. Yeah, yeah, I suspect that there is. So good to, to have you with us and to be talking through this and looking at the whole thing together because, you know, I mean, it really was written like all um, just in one continuous stream. Uh, so hopefully we'll make some connections. So uh, turning to the text before we start, would you say a prayer for us and for our listeners following along and also for everybody out there? So, Lord, particularly in this time when we're still wrestling with the COVID-19 and, and we're not even sure what we should do. Should we stay locked up in our houses or is it all right to go out and start mingling more? Uh, and, and all of this, of course, the thing is we just have to trust in you to turn all of our cares and all of our prayers to you because you're the only one who can do anything about it. Certainly, oh, Lord, that's the point of this text. Help us to see that, that whether it be the earthly storms we deal with or whether the spiritual storms and spiritual understanding, it all has to come to you from you as a gift. And we pray you'll do that for us through your Holy Spirit today in this Bible study, that you'll bring us the gift of faith. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you, brother. Certainly. Uh, I think I think that maybe that idea of, of trust, um, maybe, I think we'll maybe see that come up a little bit more clearly. But um, without any more talking about the chapter, how about let's go ahead and just read the actual chapter, and then we can AJ, circle around. Could you, 
before we start reading the entire chapter, could you simply read verse 25? Because I think it's right there in the middle of the chapter, and I think it's it's the key teaching. It, it, it's the, 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 the center upon which everything else circles in, in this text. Would that be all right? That's intriguing. Okay, it's like an antiphon. I'll go with that. Um, okay, yeah, there's the antiphon. All right. There you go. Antiphon of uh, Mark 4 here, verse 25. For to the one who has, more will be given. And from the one who has not, even what he has will be taken away. So so I, I uh, boy, I'm so glad he gave me this chapter, because this is a chapter I really, really feel comfortable with. Uh, because here's the point. There's only two ways you can do faith, AJ. You can see it as a given as something that God bestows upon you, a, a gift. And when you begin to see that, you begin to see that everything God has given you, it, it's just all of this stuff is a gift of God. And so as he says, to the one who has, more will be given. It's almost like your eyes are open and you see everything around you is a, is a life of God's gifts and grace. But on the other hand, if you think faith is about what you do, it's something you work for, you earn, or maybe something you choose, then really there's nothing that you have, is there? It's all yours. God hasn't given you anything. No, no, it's all mine. I've worked for this. I earned this. And what happens then is when you don't think, then, then that, that which you have, which you don't think is anything at all, because you worked for it, you earned it, even that will be taken away from you. Because, you see, you can't right. be given until you have nothing. <laughs> okay? So even the taking away is an act of God's grace and mercy. Because God takes away so we can understand that he is the one who gives us all. And to those who have been given even more will be given. And I think that's the point of this whole chapter from beginning to end. Uh, and I think now as we read the chapter, we can see that. All right. All right. Well, let's, let, yeah, let's see if we, how much that can kind of pop out here. Let's go ahead and read the chapter with that in mind. So here's Mark chapter four from the top then. Again, he began to teach beside the sea, and a very large crowd gathered about him, so that he got into a boat and sat in it on the sea, and the whole crowd was beside the sea on the land. And he was teaching them many things and parables, and in his teaching he said to them, Listen, behold, a sower went out to sow, and as he sowed, some seed fell along the path, and the birds came and devoured it. Other seed fell on rocky ground. It did not have much soil, and immediately it sprang up since it had no depth of soil. And when the sun rose, it was scorched, and since it had no root, it withered away. Other seed fell among thorns, and the thorns grew up and choked it, and it yielded no grain. And other seeds fell into good soil and produced grain, growing up and increasing and yielding thirtyfold and sixtyfold and a hundredfold. And he said, He who has ears to hear, let him hear. And when he was alone, those around him with the twelve asked him about the parables. And he said to them, To you has been given the secret of the kingdom of God. For, But for those outside, everything is in parables, so that they may indeed see, but not perceive, and may indeed hear, but not understand, lest they should turn and be forgiven. And he said to them, Do you not understand this parable? How then will you understand all the parables? The sower sows the word, and these are the ones along the path where the word is sown. When they hear, Satan immediately comes and takes away the word that is sown in them. And these are the ones sown on rocky ground, the ones who, when they hear the word, immediately receive it with joy. And they have no root in themselves, but endure for a while. Then, when tribulation or persecution arises on account of the world, immediately they fall away. And others are the ones sown among thorns. They are those who hear the word, but the cares of the world and deceitfulness of riches and the desires for other things enter in and choke the word, and it proves unfruitful. But those that were sown on the good soil are the ones who hear the word and accept it and bear fruit thirtyfold and sixtyfold and a hundredfold. And he said to them, is a lamp brought in to be put under a basket or under a bed and not a stand? For nothing is hidden except to be made manifest, nor is anything secret except to come to light. If anyone has ears to hear, let him hear. And he said to them, pay attention to what you hear. With the measure you use, it will be measured to you, and still more will be added to you. For to the one who has, 
more will be given. And from the one who has not, even what he has will be taken away. And he said, the kingdom of God is as if a man should scatter seed on the ground. He sleeps and rises night and day, and the seed sprouts and grows. He knows not how. The earth produces it by itself. First the blade, then the ear, then the full grain in the ear. But when the grain is ripe, at once he puts it in the sickle because the harvest has come. And he said, with what can we compare the kingdom of God, or what parable shall we use for it? It is like a grain of mustard seed, which, when sown in the ground, is the smallest of all the seeds on earth. Yet, when it is sown, it grows up and becomes larger than all the garden plants and puts out large branches so that the birds of the air can make nests in its shade. With many such parables, he spoke the word to them as they were able to hear it. He did not speak to them without a parable, but privately to his own disciples, he explained everything. On that day, when evening had come, he had said to them, let's go across to the other side. And leaving the crowd, they took him with them in the boat, just as he was, and the other boats were with him. And a great windstorm arose, and the waves were breaking into the boat so that the boat was already filling, but he was in the stern asleep on the cushion. And they woke him and said to him, Teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? And he awoke and rebuked the wind and said to the sea, Peace, be still. And the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. He said to them, Why are you so afraid? Have you still no faith? And they were filled with great fear and said to one another, Who then is this that even the wind and the sea Obey him. So, yeah, I, I, I think after having read the whole chapter, I think I, I think I like your, your choice of an antiphon here, right? To the one who has more will be given, and from the one who has not, even what he has will be taken away. I think, I think yeah, there's, there's something deliberate there about putting this kind of real-life example story um, right after these parables, I think I think you can see that there there is a connection here. It's not just kind of like okay, well we're done with those parables, and oh here's a cool thing that happened, right? But that this is kind of a real life um, example in some ways of what might be going on. So yeah, I think I think that's pretty interesting how how there is a common thread here. Well, and, and AJ, I didn't catch it until you read it. Actually, I can see why they did the chapter division, because the thing starts on the sea, right? He's on a boat on the sea teaching, and it ends on the sea with him again teaching, only in a little different context than when he was giving out the parables. Um, right. But, but the same thing, you're not going to get it until you turn to Jesus, uh, which is the reason he speaks in parables, because you have to receive the teaching of God as a gift. If you think it's something you're going to figure out, oh, here's a parable. Let's put our heads together and see if we can figure out what his meaning is, whatever secret message he has. No, no, right. you don't get anything out of it. But when you realize, no, no, I don't, I have no idea what he's saying here. And then you turn to Jesus and you say, Lord, because that's the point, isn't it? That's, that's the distinction right. that's made in this, this chapter. The disciples and others came and asked him, what did you mean by this? What are the Pharisees? What are the Sadducees? What are the others doing? They're probably saying, oh, just another one of those crazy. Do you the story Jesus told it in? Is that not crazy? So uh, uh, there it is. Uh, to those who are given, right. more will be given. To those not, well, even what you have will be taken away. Right. Well, yeah, yeah. Isn't that something? You see the disciples there just, I mean, they're struggling with the parables first, right? And then yeah. they're they're struggling with, with with the well what was happening on the sea right I mean both in terms exactly. of you know, at first at yeah. first they're like well hang on like hang on don't don't you care like why would you why would you just be there sleeping right and um, this is one of my daughter's favorite stories right um, and and uh, <laughs> it, it's uh, it, it's fun because you know there's Jesus there sleeping right and we we usually read this before uh, nap time right and so it, it's uh, it's oh, kind yeah. of it's interesting because I think there's I feel like there's there's something about the story that I feel like my daughter gets right, and she's three years old. Yeah. Uh, but but so but yeah, children, but there's, but there's something about the children. yeah yeah. There's some there's something yeah, about the this, right? but 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 it's yeah. almost like because you have these grown ups here who think they know everything and they're going to figure it out. Um, the, you know when when they try, it's just like they're they're stumped 
Um, and, and, you know, yeah. so they're struggling both with And they're with the that, sailors, then, AJ. They're uh, the ones that are supposed to know how to handle the sea. Right. Yeah, no, that's right. Uh, that's true. I mean, it would have potentially been a little bit uh, <laughs> embarrassing, right? Um, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so there's, there's, I think there's something, I think there's something there, but uh, let, let's go ahead and just start though with, with the, the parables kind of breaking them down. So, so here we, here we go with the first parable that kind of opens everything up. And in some ways it, it seems like this is um, the parable. I mean, in some ways they almost all kind of seem like they're in some ways, almost all the same parable in a sense, um, like much, they, they yeah. all, they all kind of are different elaborations or um, different perspectives kind of on the same basic idea uh, which is which is just pretty interesting because in some ways then that kind of makes this like the first like full out like parable right I mean I mean they're talking about parables here um, I mean this this really seems to be very prominent here and, and I, maybe this is why it's a new chapter in Mark because you know the Lord's talked about he's used analogies before like in chapter three you know a house divided against itself cannot stand and things like this right um, but this is the first time that he's really done an extended development and discussion of uh, of one of these kind of sim- symbolic stories, right? Right. And and like you say, this is also the chapter where they begin to explore the whole concept of why why teach in parables anyway? What what's that all about? Um and, and, and speaking of that first parable, uh, see I didn't really understand that parable probably until I was in the ministry for twenty years and, and then I, I realized that, that, that is because I was trying to make more out of it than what it is. It's simply a statement of truth, AJ. Uh, after being in the ministry 40 years, this is what happens. I, I'm the sower. I throw the seed out, the Word of God. I think that's pretty obvious, you know, this imperishable Word that Peter talks about. Um, and, and I see people that their, their eyes just glaze over when I tell them the gospel, and I can just see the devil just taking the seed. And, and then I see other people that are really enthused, and, oh, pastor, we want to be involved in the church. And, and strangely, those are the people that always worried me because I knew some cross, some trial would come up, and then they would just they would just crumble and, and fall and leave the church. Or, or, or it wasn't the cross that would be the problem because other people prospered and they did really well. And then it was like, well, we really don't need God anymore. We don't need the church. Right. We've got all this stuff. And then, of course, there would be those that would would believe and, and they would be the 30, 40, 50, 100 fold, you know. And, and in fact, you know, I, I, I did most of my ministry in a little church out in the rural area, the handful of people. And, and somebody would die, and we'd think, oh, my God, that's the end of the church, because we only, only have it. But then there'd be somebody else that would all of a sudden pop up and come and fill their place out in the middle of nowhere in Darmstadt. Where would there be people who would join the church? But, but yeah, so it's just, it's just how it is. And the great comfort for me as a pastor, AJ, is, oh, oh, that's the meaning of the parable. I just throw out the seed. I just preach the word. I don't have to worry about the success or failure. That's not my job. Um, right. Well, so so here's the thing I'm wondering about here. So th- as you're describing, this seems to be kind of just a basic description of this is how it goes, right? And, yeah. and anyone yeah. who's in the ministry for any length of time will be able to just, you know, attest to this fact, right? Right. Like this is this is how things develop, right? This If you just kind of observe yeah. it for yourself, you could figure this out, right? Uh, but it's like here there's this very deliberate shift the lord jesus has decided i'm going to speak this in a coded message so that i mean this is the thing right everyone says the purpose of the parables well you know jesus he was a really you know practical relatable teacher right he spoke in the language that people could understand right um but it says there in the next section right in verse 10 section begins there he's he's speaking in parables so that people don't understand, <laughs> so so that he can be mysterious and and people don't get it right. And then he quotes that from Isaiah, which is uh, I mean, what well, what to look at that right? I mean, it's 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 pretty scandalous here. You've got this quotation here. Uh, you know, they may indeed that they may indeed see but not perceive, and may indeed hear but not understand, lest they should turn and be forgiven. Right to to prevent um, the repentance. And the forgiveness. So, I mean, this, this is a. Well, I mean, we'll talk about that in just a second, maybe. But wh- why would why would you not want this kind of you know basic? Hey, this is just how the ministry goes, right? Um, observation. Why would you not want people to understand that? Why would you want to speak this in code? 
So, so here's the thing. A third article of the Creed uh, about the Holy Spirit uh, begins with a statement, I believe that I cannot, by my own reason or strength, believe in the Lord Jesus Christ or come to him. Now, you have to understand that before you can have faith. And, and that's exactly why Jesus speaks in parables. You, you have right. to come to your nothingness, like I said earlier. You have to come to grasp with the fact you're not going to figure this out. You're not going to choose Jesus Christ. Nope, that's not how it works. And as long as you pursue that, you will have ears that do not hear, okay? But once you recognize that I have ears, but I'm not hearing, and I have eyes, but I'm not seeing, and then you do what the disciples do. That's the, that's the distinctive thing in this text. What do the disciples do when they don't understand the parables? They come to Jesus and say, tell us what you're talking about. We don't understand. And, and that's the message of the parable, that it is a mystery, but it's not like a Gnostic mystery where the idea is we want to keep it a mystery. Oh, my God, you and I know stuff that other people don't know, AJ, and that gives us power, and that makes us more important than other people. No, no, that, as we'll see later on, no, no, the whole point of a God-given mystery is to reveal it. But God's got to do the revealing. You're not going to figure this out on your own. And, and to me, that's the whole point here. It, it's always a hidden thing. That's the way God works. He, he hides himself, and then he reveals himself. And we're not going to find him when we think we're going to find him. Uh, as When we get to the end of the story, you would think, oh, a God who controlled the wind and the wave, that's the God we want. Well, you got that God, no doubt. But that's not right. going to reveal the God you need to know. The God you need to know is the God who reveals himself on a cross where there is no power right. and there is no might. But that's where you'll see what God is really like, the God of love and forgiveness and compassion, who loves us enough that he would lay down his life for us. Yeah, I, I think there's definitely something to that. I think that, yeah, like the, there is this idea that, you know, he doesn't want people, and, and, and I'm going to try to connect this to what we've seen before, right? Because we talked about this in the previous chapters, you know, the Lord Jesus here is conducting his ministry in this very specific way. It's not like he's trying to be secretive per se. Um, you know, in chapter three, no. we saw that in a very big way. He's there in the synagogue, right? And uh, he he kind of actually invites the confrontation, right? He Come on up here in the middle of the crowd, right? So everyone can see, um, you know, he asks this pointed question there um, to his opponents, the Pharisees there, right? So, I mean, it's not like he's being shifty necessarily but he's he's being very selective about how this information comes out about him right um some things he's doing very publicly some things he's he's doing very privately you know he'll he'll heal people and he'll say hey just don't say anything about this right so he's being very deliberate about the pacing here right um and, and so i think then to, to your point right he he's proclaiming the message right he wants to get it out there but he doesn't necessarily want everyone just to kind of like put all the pieces together all at once by themselves. He wants people to come to him to have to kind of piece it together and spend time thinking about it, which I, to your point, I think, you know, it's going to build faith when people realize that, hey, what well, he's talking about, we, we need help, right? Um, but I think there's also, again, the, the pacing of it. We, we could say more, but we got to take our break here. Um, but everybody, hang on. We're looking at Mark chapter 4 here on Thy Strong Word, and we'll be right back. This is Pastor Mark Azil, the LCMS Director of Campus Ministry and the Chancellor of LCMSU, inviting you to join us right here on Wednesdays at 2 p.m. in the Student Union. If you can't make it, Student Union is always available as a podcast at kfuo.org. Learn more about LCMSU at lcmsu.org. And remember, college is tough. You need Jesus. We'll help. Wednesday afternoon at 2 on KFUO. How do we love our neighbor on the internet? Why are the creeds so important? What does it mean to practice Christian hospitality? Questions like these are answered in every edition of The Lutheran Witness, the monthly magazine of the LCMS. 
The Lutheran Witness can help you interpret the world from a Lutheran Christian perspective by providing reliable, biblical reflections on the issues that you care about the most. Get your free issue at cph.org witness. That's cph.org witness. Concord Matters is the program where we seek to be of one mind that is the mind of Christ. And to do that, Christ-confessing Concordians read through and discuss the Book of Concord, which is our Lutheran confession of faith drawn from Holy Scripture, so that you too may be of one mind and confess with Christ. Be sure to listen every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Central on KFUO Radio or anytime on KFUO.org or anywhere you get your podcasts. Until we convene for Concord again, keep confessing, church. to Thy Strong Word. I'm Pastor A.J. Espinosa. We're looking at Mark chapter 4 today, and we're just talking about these parables here and, and just how th- there's there's more going on than is commonly thought. These aren't just kind of, you know, helpful everyday stories to help everyone understand. Um, you know, far from it, there, there's a lot uh, going on that's kind of mysterious, um, but maybe there's some good reasons for that. Um, he's not just, you know, trying to, I don't know, seem clever or something like that. Uh, there's there's some pacing. There's important things about how his ministry is developing. And then um, just like our guest was saying, you know, he wants people to see that, that really it's not about them being wise. It's about making sure that they're getting the information from the right person, that their faith is directed the right way. So we're just talking about that, piecing that together with our guest, Pastor John Lekumsky from Southern Illinois, back home and doing well, ready to lift some heavy objects, <laughs> ready to get back to wrestling. He is one of the hosts of go. Wrestling yeah, with the Basics yeah. on KFUO at 9 a.m. on Saturdays. So, uh, yeah, sorry, I inter- interrupted you, brother. What were you saying? Well, I, I just I, back to what we were talking about in verse 20. It says, but those yeah. that were sown on the good soil are the ones who hear the word. Okay, but everyone's hearing the word. That That's not the problem. It's the next phrase that's so important, and accept it. And, and the Great. Greek word there for accept is just this marvelous word. It, it is not a passive tense. No, no, I'm not. No, it, it is a present tense, which is even more remarkable because present is something that's ongoing. It's not just something you do once and then it's done. You know, this is yeah. something that continues. Uh, but but the, the word itself means simply to receive something. Uh, so the, yeah. the sense of the word itself is a passive. And, and, and that's the point. You don't come at Jesus and say, I'm going to figure you out. I'm going to make a choice for you. I'm the one in control here. No. So Jesus says, really? Well, let's go on a boat for a while and see see how much control you actually have here. And he mm. did that to me in a very mm. literal sense. He said, oh, yeah, John, you're in control. You got your whole year planned out, do you, John? We'll see how that works out. Uh, but, but yeah. and, and, and again, that's I think that's the purpose of the parables. The people who understand the parables are the people who know, I, I don't know this. I can't figure this out. But I do trust you, Lord. I do trust you can give me. And I like what you're saying, too, AJ, because here's the problem. We want the Lord to give us the whole uh, enchilada, as it were. And the Lord says, <laughs> you're not ready for the whole enchilada. I'm, no. I'm going to give you what you need right here and now, and then tomorrow we'll give you a little bit more. And what you need to understand is is what you just think is too little. See, the word yeah. is too little. It's just this little mustard seed. Oh, no, 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 no. My word is always sufficient. My word yeah. always accomplishes the purpose for which I've sent it. Don't underestimate my word that it's too small for you. You need something bigger and greater. No, no, no. You just trust me because uh, my word will bear the fruit that I want it to bear right. in the church and, and each of us individually as well. I think that's the cool thing here. You just stick with well, what Keep listening to AJ on Thy Strong Word. And whatever fruit God wants you to bear, you will bear. That's, that's the right. promise of Jesus. Well, well, yeah, and I think that that's well said. You know, kind of just, again, like, look at the—I mean, I— um, I, I could talk about Greek all day, and, and so um, your, yeah. your mention of the Greek word for receive there, you know, I could. That's really tempting. I might end up going there, but um, but just looking at the parable itself, right? You know, I mean, consider that the difference between the the different groups, right? I mean, it, it's all so external, right? You know, it's like, yeah. uh, you know, there, there's there's some soil, and uh, it, you know, there, but there's birds, right? And, there, and there's some that yeah. there there's rocky ground, right? And there's uh, there's some with the with the thorns 
gardens, right? Um, and then, you know, the, the good soil, it's like, well, why is it good, right? It's, I mean, it just, it just is. And, and we kind of get that kind of, that sense to that kind of externality to everything, right? Um, where it is, I'm, I'm trying to like, where was it? You kind of skip ahead here to, there it is. Yeah, in verse 26, right? That the parable of the seed growing, right? Uh, there's a man, it says there, scattered seed on the ground, it says in verse 26. And then verse 27, I, I really I really like this one. Um, he sleeps and rises night and day, and the seed sprouts and grows. He does not know how. Um, the earth produces by itself. And, and that's just a, that's just a really interesting parable because, I mean, I mean that, that's how this stuff is, right? You know, uh, you know, like you think of like fermentation or something like that. You know, you're, you're making, you know, sourdough bread or yogurt or whatever. It's just like it just it just does its thing. I mean, you know, and we, we know a little bit more science. And we, so we kind of know we kind of know more about it. We can kind of isolate the strains. Right. But I mean, you got you got to imagine, too, like especially before we knew any of that. I mean, it's just, I mean, super mysterious. You just kind of leave the thing out and it just starts doing stuff, you know, and yeah. I mean, like even, even when you're in control of it, it's like, you're not the one who's directing those little bacteria to do it. Like they're doing it for you. You know, I mean, like you're just kind of watching them go. You, you know, what's cool about that word by itself. That, that word is used only one other place in the Bible. And it's when Peter is in prison and the door of the jail cell just opens up. By itself, uh, that's the same word that's used there. And, and, and see, this is what made my ministry and continues to make ministry a joy, because it's like you said, it just works. I don't need to know how it works. I just need to know that the Word of God never returns empty, and so then you just keep sowing the seed. Uh, and it's not a basis then on my understanding, because that's the danger. Oh, man, I, I, I fell into that sin any number of times. I thought, hey, I'm such a great preacher, AJ. No wonder people are coming to faith. And then the Lord right. would say, I don't think so. <laughs> Let's just struggle <laughs> yeah. for a few weeks and see what you think. Yeah. Uh, because I, yeah, it's it's just so great, and what a great comfort to know it's just going to work because Jesus says it's going to work. Yeah, yeah, yeah I know. I, I think I can relate, or I can relate to that. I mean, I mean, I feel like that's sometimes why one of the reasons why, anyway, why God permits uh, things to go terribly wrong for <laughs> pastors and preachers, oh, yeah. right? Just just lest yeah. we get a big head, right, and, and think it was us, right? But I mean, these uh, yeah, these these parables, and uh, yeah, I mean, like like you were saying there, this kind of like by itselfness of the thing, right? I mean, there's it's just uh, it's just so fascinating how it's just it just kind of just happens, right? And uh, yeah, uh, you know, God, it's the word, right? It's the word, like, and, and I'm taken back to Genesis, right, where. Uh, I think one of the things you forget, and it took me a long time to even appreciate it. Um, it was brought out by Augustine that I was reading it. But, um, you know, God says to the earth, you know, let the earth produce fruit and vegetation and trees and all the rest, right? And the text says, and then the earth did it. The earth brought it forth, yeah. right? I mean, and it's just like, well, how'd the earth do that? I mean, <laughs> the text doesn't text doesn't say it doesn't explain by what process or it just says well the word right i mean and, i mean so something similar here it's like you know god speaks the word and it just happens and so um i, I think that you, you get the same thing throughout really that you have this idea of you know the seed gets scattered scattered the word gets out there and the word makes it happen and it, it's not really for us to necessarily understand exactly um, how that happens, it's kind of like, well, you know, if it produces something, you know, thank God and, uh, you know, I mean, sing his praises um, and, you know, just, I mean, I mean, there's kind of, I think, getting a little bit at the fear and trembling thing. But um, before we before we go too much further off, I know this is kind of a lot here, a lot of different parables here. I want to make sure to invite our live listeners. If you do have a question for me or for Pastor Lukomsky, you can give us a call, 1-800-730-2727. Or if you're in St. Louis, 314-821-0850. Or you can always send an email to kfuo at kfuo.org. I uh, also want to make sure to thank our underwriters at the Lutheran Heritage Foundation, who do so much to make people be able to understand and grasp these things. Their website, lhfmissions.org. Thank you for underwriting thy strong word. Um, so, so yeah, uh, AJ, so yeah, you AJ, mentioned like, a couple words. Go ahead, go ahead. Well, well just, uh, just before we leave this whole theme that you were oh, talking yeah. about, see, mm -hmm. see the, the, the beautiful, the, the flip side of that is 
then we're the dirt, AJ. We're the dirt. <laughs> we have the possibility of doing great, fruitful things. We have ears. But unfortunately, unless something has happened to us, we will have ears that don't hear. I, you know, I've got, I've got pots outside filled with dirt, and I go back out to those pots, and there's nothing growing in them. That's, dirt cannot do anything by itself, can it? It's just yeah. dirt. That's all it is. And yet you put well, the seed in it, and yeah. all of a sudden things are growing and, and bearing fruit and what have you. Well, I feel like that complements your observation earlier about um, verse 28, that, that word, the, the by itself. I mean, the, the, the Greek word is yep. um, automatos, which is where we get yep. the word um, automaton. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right? yeah. Which, which yeah. is for something that just kind of does its thing just automatically. It's just like a, you know, it's like a spring or like a, a button you press and it just, you know, off it whizzes. It's just kind of like it's programmed, right? So, I mean, it's, it's that kind of like in Genesis 1 kind of idea, you know, before the word spoken, you're the barren land that doesn't do anything. And then you're commanded right. and, and you, well, I mean, you're like Lazarus and you come out of the tomb um, and stuff happens. Oh, perfect so, example. Yeah, dead. Yeah. Dead comes yeah. alive. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, or, or you mentioned the word, you know, itself for, for taking here. And, um, you know, without going like too too far off onto that, yeah, that, that Greek word is a, a terrific word, lambano. And it, it can mean anything from, yeah, it's like, like passively receive to um, actively like go and grab something. Um, I, I think it's the word for take and eat, right? Like, so he's passing out the bread and here, grab some, right? But the, the word right. is so flexible because the word itself, I feel like kind of only specifically denotes the part where your hand, uh, your fingers in your hand kind of grab onto something, right? Um, and, and it doesn't really specify whether it's like someone's going to put the thing in your hand and then you just close your hand around it or whether you got to reach out and grab, like none of that is important to the word. The word is just talking about the part where you get it in the end, right? The grasping of the thing. Right. Um, so, no, so, no, and, 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 where, where is, where is Lombano at? Cause I had that well, on my notes and then I couldn't find it in the deck. It's throughout pretty much every time in the ESV here where you got the word receive. So the first instance is in verse 16 there, right? Um, but uh, let me see here. Yeah, 16, I think, is the first place here. Uh, I think there's a couple other places, oh, okay. but yeah, it's, a, it's that oh, take, thank you. Yes. Re yeah. receive oh. word. Yeah, but so like the, the important part of the word is is not you know like whether you like go out there and take it or you know you got to reach out or i mean i mean those might be yeah, but, part but, but, of, of the idea but hold on a second hold on a second because you see that, that's the word that's used for the people where it doesn't work they lombardo uh, it sure and they go but then then it just it, it doesn't produce anything and see i think that's i'm glad you found that because i had that in my notes but i could not find it back in the text but see the the, the ones where it works where they bear uh -huh. 30 fold, 60 fold, 100 fold. That's not Lombano. That's the, uh, uh, oh, darn it. Oh, I'm oh, oh, in verse 20, the word for accepting. Yeah. It, oh, it's okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sure. No, 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 no. Yeah, yeah no, no, sure. No, no, that, that's the word. Um, It's a little bit different. So that's the word for like receiving, like, well, I mean, really, it's kind of usual yeah. meaning is for, ex, uh, is for welcoming, right? Yeah, um, but that's, that's my point. When you go out to grab it, yeah. And when you go to a, a, a Lombardo, it it's not going to work. It just doesn't work that way. But when you you welcome it, yeah, that's a good word. When you receive it, when it's just, wow, I got a birthday gift. My <laughs> my wife AJ got Mother's Day gifts every single day last week, and then she got one on Monday, and she's supposed to get another one on Tuesday. It was not by design. It's just how the shipping people work. But every day she rejoiced. Why? Because she did something or because she grasped something? No, because she just received something. Yeah. Well, no, no. And I, and I get what you're saying. I, I'm trying to, um, I'm trying, because I don't, I don't want to say that Lombano is bad. I don't think it is. No, um, no, no, but it because, is Because uh, it's used, in another context, it's used for like good things for like, you know, like in, like in Mark 11, it'll refer to like what you receive um, in prayer and faith, right? Or, um, you know, I, I, I do think, um, I, I kind of remember, but I, I do think it actually, at least in one version of the, 
the Lord's Supper. I think it's actually the word that's used there. So it's like not it's not bad. Um, it's just that the the idea is it's it's not it's not it doesn't make a difference the word itself between like you know reaching out and taking it or receiving it like a birthday present the point is it ends up in your hand right like that that's yeah. that's the, yeah. what the word means that it ends up in your hand however that ended up happening right however however that happened that's not important to why they're using that word uh, the point is it gets there um and i and i think to myself of uh you know when we're distributing communion um though you know obviously these days a little bit differently uh but you know when you uh, receive communion, at least one of the, um, the way that I distribute it, I take the host and I hold it up so the person can see it, especially that little cross there that's on the host. Right. So I, I say, yep. you know, yep. uh, the true body of Christ and I hold it up so they can see it. And then I say given for you. And I just put it in their hand. Right. And, and that, and that's, that's the moment that that's the Lombano that that's, it ends up in their hand. Right. Um, and, and I think that that's the, that's the key. It's it's it ends up there, right? It ends up getting to you. And I think that we we see to your point, right? Um, that in faith, it really is only by God's grace that it ends up uh, being received. And, and as you said, um, you know, in verse twenty, really really welcomed and, and joyfully received, right? Uh, re- received, uh, accepted in that sense of um, not not you know like. Uh, you know, not, not in that kind of like, well, let me make a decision here. Right. And like, well, maybe that's okay. Maybe I think it's all right. No, it's, it's, it's that spontaneous, like, you know, someone like reaches out and gives you a hug, you know, and you just kind of automatically, you hug them back, right. Because you're just genuinely happy to have the person. Um, It's that kind of spontaneous action that happens because of what happened on the outside. Yeah. And, and, and I, I, I'm not arguing with you. Lombano it can't be a good word. I think it can be a good word, but I think it's very interesting in this particular parable that, that he uses two different words because he could have used Lombano for both of those. But I, but I think I think there's a message in that 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 it is not a thing because Lombano does have a sense of take. Like you say, it it can, it can still be a good thing, especially if someone gives you something. Of course, the natural sure. thing would be to take it, take eat. Right. Right. That's what Jesus says. Uh, uh, but but I, I think it's purposely used a different word here to, to give us, again, that implication. This is not a thing you seize. It is not a thing you grasp. No, it is a thing that you can just put your hand out, and, and God gives it to you, and you receive And Lombana can be used, though. I'm not denying it. But it is an interesting contrast in this particular parable that those that receive it, they, they only endure for a while, and then they fall away. But to those who accept it, they bear fruit, 30-fold, 60 So I think there's a definite contrast in the language in this particular parable. But I think you're right. You're right. is not a necessarily bad word. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I, I did find the, the other passage there. I mean, actually, so in the words of institution in Matthew 26, he does use that uh, Lombano there. So, I mean, there's there's a really good example of where it's, where it's good. But I think your point's yeah, good, though, yeah. that there is a difference in, in this in this parable, because I think that in the parable, right, to to take or to receive the word, right, is simply just you have the word there for a time, right? right? I mean, that, right. And that, isn't that the idea? I mean, it's just like, well, yeah, they, they, they have it. Um, and, and initially um, it, it's there and it's kind of happening and they're not, it's not like they're, you know, the preacher shows up and they're like, you know, being like, ah, we don't want that here, you know, and you, let's get these Jehovah's Witnesses off of our doorstep, right? They're not, they're not like, you know, shooing them away, <laughs> right? They, yeah, they, yeah, they have yeah. them. They have them, right? But the thing, the thing is, right, there's a difference between, I guess, to put it this way, um, there's a difference between kind of like, you know, uh, accepting or rather like, like entertaining the thing, like, like letting it be there, letting them, letting them talk, giving them a moment to, to speak, um, and then taking the message to heart. Right. And, and actually, and again, that's just an, an English idiom, right? You know, you say taking to heart, but of course, when you take something to heart, it's because it's kind of it's kind of made an impression on you and it's the thing that kind of changed you a little bit. So there's a difference between that, like where it, where it kind of like uh, penetrates uh, deeper. So your point I think is, is well taken that it's uh, <laughs> well taken. Okay. We got to well, stop. Well, you know, and, and AJ, the more I think about it, see, you're, you're right. So the word take, the, the, the word take just says, here it is, you know, put it in your hand. I, I agree yeah. with you completely. And, and of course, see, that's the thing. He says, take it. This is my body. So, so, yeah, right. you've got to physically take it. There's no yeah. other way you can do it. 
but but right. you got to understand it's the body, like Paul says in Corinthians. You got to yeah. discern the body, otherwise you're going to take it to your condemnation. Yeah, taking right. right, I think, is, is essentially neutral. But they yeah, got yeah, yeah. something with the taking, uh, and mm-hmm. that's of course the problem in the parable that they took it, but they didn't have the faith that needed to come with yeah. that. Uh, that's yeah. I well, like. Anyway, yeah, I think that's interesting. A, I've learned more yeah. than I and I thought I had it all. But you see, that's not what is it? To those who have been given, more will be given. Yeah, that's right. Well, okay. So I want to I want to talk more about that particular saying here, right? Like right in the middle here, because I do think that's pretty key. Um, and this is yeah. so. This is verse twenty four, right? Uh, pay attention to what you hear. With the measure you use, it will be measured to you, and still more will be added to you. For to the one who has, more will be given, and from the one who has not, even what he has, will be taken away. Um, you know, it, it's funny because I feel like. In our ears, this sounds, I don't know, uh, unfair. I mean, <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah. hang on, the people who have, the, the haves get more and the have-nots uh, get less. I mean, this is like a growing social inequality. The rich get richer, the poor get poorer, right? I, I feel like, I mean, in our context, we hear those words, and I feel like we're, we're very quickly pressed to scandal. Um, but yeah, help, help us break those words down in 24 and 25. Well, it's basically what I, I had said earlier. I, I think the operative word there is is the word given, uh, did or my. Uh, and, and that's it, it's it's how your heart works. If your heart works uh, on what is given. Uh, so we love because he's loved us, and we know that God has given us these things. We turn, give to other people, and, and that's just how it works. So, so the more we know about the givenness of God, then the more we're going to realize that he's given us everything. I'm just dirt. I don't have anything. But I have all of these wonderful things from creation, all these wonderful things from redemption and salvation. They're all a gift. And like I said, then you just, you just find God giving you more and more and more. In fact, you even find in the suffering that it's a gift, that that's not a bad thing. That's a blessing. That's the thing that will bring peace, and, 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 and it'll bring love and a whole host of fruits that the Bible mentions. But, but for those who it's all about taking, it's all about what I'm doing and my choice, well, they still have all these things. They really do, but they don't think that they're much at all. Uh, anything they have, it's what they earn. It's what they work for. God really isn't very fair to them at all. They deserve a lot more than that. And, and then the sad thing, in the end, God will even come and take take what really was wonderful and great and beautiful, but they didn't see it as that. And even that will be taken away from them. Although I, I still think that's a thing of hope, because when God yeah. takes stuff away from you, it's only so he can turn around and really give you what, what yeah. you needed in the first place. Yeah. Well, well, yeah, and I think that 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 kind of balance between the taking and the giving, I, I feel like that's what really comes to the fore here in verse twenty-four. Because, and, and I think we kind of skip over this because we're sort of like, okay, what did verse twenty-four mean? Well, uh, I don't really know, but verse twenty-five made sense, so let's just go with that. Um, but I, I think I think it's nice to slow down and make sure we understand verse twenty-four. Um, yeah. Because, yeah, to your to your point, of course, yeah, this idea of you know what when you when you have been given this right, and it's not just that it's there, but um, like in, like you know it's just in your hand, but you know something happens with it, right? It goes to, it goes to heart, right? Um, th- there's that idea, but there in verse twenty-four, you know, and this is interesting. Um, with the measure you use, it will be measured to you and still more will be added to you so you know this idea of uh, of measuring um it could seem potentially a little bit uh, i mean incongruous here like like it's just kind of like hang on why are we talking about measuring here but um this this word here is a is a number that means um i mean you kind of almost like think of a cup like you're you're measuring out like flour or you're measuring out i mean how much you're going to give someone right um, like you're scooping things up for people, like like there's maybe there's like a line yeah, of people yeah. or something, right? And so it's like, here, I scoop this up for you. I scoop this up for you. And and so I think the idea is like, hey, when you're deciding um, how much you're going to give to somebody, I think that's the idea. Like which the measure you use, right? That's that's the word. So like whatever kind of you're scooping up for someone else, right? It's it's in that that you get given something yourself right i mean and, and it's really it's really tricky because i i think that 
um, this is a parallel statement. There's a parallel saying with this um, in in Matthew and Luke. Um, it's a little bit different, but I, I think the idea is it's not so much that it's like, you know, hey, um, you know, whatever standards you use to judge people, like God's going to judge you by those standards, which of course for Americans were like, oh, okay, so I just won't judge anybody or I'll have really lax standards. So, <laughs> right? so, so that way God will be go, go really easy on me, right? No, I, I, don't, I don't think it's like that. I think the idea is it's like in that moment where you're deciding how much am I going to give uh, somebody, right? How, how much am I going to be generous? How, I, how much am I going to, um, you know, share the word, right? How much am I going to, you know, live out this, this, this love, right? It's in that moment that you also receive from God. I mean, because it's to your point, you can't do that unless you've already received from God. So, I mean, I, I think that's just the thing. It's not necessarily with, maybe, because with, with can be challenging in English. It can sound like like God's going to turn around, take the cup out of your hand, and scoop up something for you with it. Yeah. But I think the idea is it's like kind of in that, in that moment, in that act of, you know, measuring things out, doling things out for people, right? In that moment, God's doing the same thing to you, actually. I mean, which is, I feel like any, again, just in our own experience, you can see how that's true. When, you, when you're giving, when you're living, when you're, when you're sacrificing for others, right? It, you, well, I mean, it's, you, you, you get more than you, how do I put this? You receive more than you give. So, so, so if your way of measuring is based upon how hard you've worked and what you've earned, then I'm not going to give you anything because I earned that. That's yeah. mine. If yeah, your way right. of measuring is about yeah. being gifted, then it's like, well, sure, I can share this with you because somebody gave it to me, right? I, I got this big birthday cake. I can't eat the whole thing here. Have a piece. <laughs> and you right. do. See, so I think you're right. absolutely right, AJ. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I, I, I like the birthday cake analogy. I mean, not only because not only because it sounds good right now, but but uh, yeah, I think <laughs> just is that idea. It's like you know the, the the things that you have, they're 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 more enjoyable. They're they're worth more. You actually enjoy them, and they're actually blessings when when you when you're free with them, when you're generous with them. Um, all right, so only a minute left here. So then, trying to connect this to the storm, right? Oh, um, oh, I think you're oh, right. Yes. It's not. Ah. It's not just. It's not just that. Well, this is like you know, chapter five is when they make it to the other side. Um, that there is this idea that the disciples they have been given something, and there's Jesus saying here, "Why are you still? Why are you so afraid? Have you still no faith?" Right? Jesus is saying, "Hey, look, I've given you a little because I want to give you more." Right. Yeah, yeah. Um, don't don't be in the category of you're not receiving what I'm telling you, so that it's taken away. Right. I mean, like I think I think that's the moment. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And and I think the cool thing is they say you think this is something that I can calm a storm. You wait until I'm hanging on the cross, and then you're going to see really the great gift that I've come to give you in the whole world. Yeah. Right, right. No, that's right. He he wants he wants to fill his disciples up, right? I mean that that's what you see again and again. You know, he's rebuking them left and right. It seems like he's very hard on them sometimes, but it's only because he wants to bless them and fill them up. And as you were saying, you know, earlier, yeah, sometimes he lets us go through some scary things, some things go wrong, but it's because he wants to fill us up with faith and joy and fill that up to the brim. Thank you. So much, brother, Thank you, for right getting there. us through chapter four. So good to hear from you. Keep praying for you, brother. God bless you. Hi, everybody. That's Pastor John Lekumski of Southern Illinois, host of Wrestling with the Basics, KFUO, Saturday mornings at 9 a.m. Moving on to chapter five. Till then, I'm Pastor A.J. Espinosa. Peace. You've been listening to Thy Strong Word, produced by the Lutheran Church, Missouri Senate Office of National Mission in cooperation with Worldwide KFUO, the official broadcast ministry of the LCMS. Your support is vital for this program to continue. You can make a gift safe, secure, and easily online at kfuo.org. Thank you for listening and supporting Thy Strong Word.